listening to the Nonstop Mom podcast, where you'll gain scriptural insight that will help you effectively raise next generation leaders. Here's your host, Carolyn Shuttlesworth. Hey, ladies, welcome back to Nonstop Mom. This is Carolyn Shuttlesworth. Happy, happy new year. I know it has been a little while. I just had taken off for the month of December. It's our one month um, home off the road uh, with the family and with Christmas and any moms and ladies knowing (laughs) what our duties are during Christmas with the buying, the wrapping, the cooking, the cleaning, the decorating. Uh, Can I get an amen if I'm not the only one? And um, so for the month of December, I had decided to take that time to really be with the family, the kids, uh, get some things done with them, devote some extra time and focus on them while we were home for the month because, man, now that January is here, we are getting ready for another full uh powerful year and I just can't wait for all the wonderful things that are going to unfold in 2020 and I'm believing the same for you as well. So that's why um, you know for the month of December I didn't put anything out just kept my declarations up uh, and um, but now I am back and I am raring to go so listen if there are any topics that you are wanting to hear from me make sure you send those in. Multiple ways to reach me. You can reach me on Instagram under my name, Carolyn Shuttlesworth. You can find me on Facebook, Nonstop Mom. Uh, Send me a private message there. Uh, You can also email me if you go to my website, nonstopmom.net. And also that has been new. So I want you to check that out. Go to nonstopmom.net. Check it out. Check out some new articles and blogs that I have up there. Uh, be a part of that community that's been started for, um, you know, not even if you're a mom, mom to be or someone who has a desire to be a mom. So you are prepared when the time comes, you know, desired uh, if you're single to be a wife. You know, this is all stuff that we talk about how to be a godly wife, how to be a godly mom, how to handle certain situations, how not to have mommy fear how to make sure our compassion doesn't overrule our faith. You know, you'll never hear from me about struggling. And actually, that's my my topic today for the podcast going into this new year, because, you know, I'll get a lot of uh, blowback when I when I talk about how the struggle is over and you don't have to struggle. You do not have to struggle. So that is what I'm going to be talking about today. But I am so happy to be back. I've missed you. It's going to be a phenomenal year in 2020. I look forward to doing more with you. Uh, Really starting to, you know, incorporate some Facebook lives and different teachings. And just, you know, if you haven't uh, and you're new to this podcast and you you don't know, there's merchandise out there. Got some really cool shirts, pop sockets, um, getting some more stuff that's out. Uh, But you'll find all that connection on uh, the Facebook page. We have a private group that you can be a part of and um, get in with other women. And and it's not going to be a group where I allow people to sell things. Uh, You don't have to buy clothes or oils or hair products, um, diet drinks. Not that I'm saying any of those are bad, but that's not what that page is for. It's going to be strengthening of... uh, 
strengthening to you by the word of God, strengthening for other women to be encouraged. You know, there's lots of women out there who are believing for a mighty move in their marriage, or there's many women who are believing, uh, you know, to get pregnant, who have a desire to be a mom, or they're having trouble getting pregnant. And, you know, that's going to be a place where people are going to pray for them. They're going to be encouraged. They're going to hear the word. They're going to get confession and they're going to get the promise that they want to hang on to. We're going to have uh, bulldog faith within that group. So I really want you to be a part of it. And in that group, you know, there's things that are said or there's giveaways that I love to do to bless the women that I'm just going to do in that private group. I don't do it on the regular Facebook page. So make sure you click join group if you are Um, If you have liked the Facebook page of Nonstop Mom, because that's where I do all my like more intimate things and sayings and uh, different stuff that I really want to give directly to you. So if it's your first time, welcome. And uh, I encourage you to go back through the podcast episodes and see if there's any other ones you like. I've got great ones on why you should be having more sex. I've got ones on teen dating. I've got ones on making sure your compassion doesn't overrule your faith. Um, I've had special guests, uh, other pastors, my phenomenal um, mother-in-law who's been in ministry for over 40 years. She uh, talks about how to be a godly wife, how to be a godly mother, and, you know, really, really encourage you how to teach your kids to honor the Lord, to fear the Lord, not to be scared of Him, but as a respect, and to live a godly life. Because listen, praise God for His mercy and grace, and, you know, parents who are listening who maybe have older kids who have gone away from the Lord, praise God that He, you know, brings us back in. But listen, moms who have young ones, your kids don't have to go through the fire. They don't have to be prodigal children. You can declare over it now. Proverbs 22, 6, you train your children. You train them. You don't give up. You don't say, well, they're, you know, 18, I'm done. You don't say, well, you know, uh, they can learn it from Sunday school. It's our our jobs to train our children. Training is an everyday, 24-7, 365 days uh, of training our children, and that is a number one priority that us moms have been created and empowered to do. He's empowered us to be moms. Um, I think that's a podcast I'm going to be doing soon because I've done some study in the Word on that with Mary. And um, I think I'm going to be doing that one here soon. But he has empowered us. He's called us to do what we are doing as moms. And so we have all the ability and strength and knowledge right in the word of God to do it with grace, with love, with patience, and and to get the job done with strength. And so uh, with that long intro, we're going to get into what I'm going to be talking about today. And it's actually um, with Miracle Word Ministries, the the ministry that my husband and I have, uh, we put out a quarterly magazine. And when I had to pray and think about what I was going to write as an article that people would be getting going into the new year, it really leapt in my spirit to speak on the struggle is over. And that's something, a title that I have on my miracle, uh, my miracle, my nonstop mom shirts and uh, with my husband with Miracle Word Ministries. It's a saying that you hear us say often. And I was like, you know what? We need to realize, and this is something that I want you to say because we're going into a new year and we have to realize with that word new, and that's exactly what it needs to be. 
We need to declare, and I want you to say this out loud as you're listening to this podcast, I am not bringing old issues into a new year. Now think about that. Listen, we're not. You're listening to this podcast and it is the first week of January. And I want you to leave that garbage at the <laughs> the door of 2019. Say it again. I'm not bringing old issues into a new year in Jesus name. We're not going to do it. We are children of God. Children of God are meant to look a certain way. Right, ladies? Like When we watch all these bloggers and these fashion girls on Instagram and we get these advice on outfits and stuff, we're following them because they look good. Okay, we're not following fashion bloggers that look like crap, (laughs) that have terrible taste and judgment on their outfit, who look like, you know, a mess, their face is disheveled, their hair isn't combed. Opposite, we are following women on these fashion bloggers or if we get magazines to figure out what's in style right now because they're beautiful, because they look good. There's a reason we want to follow them. There's a reason that we want to hear what they have to say about what's trending right now, what's fashionable, what's going to make us look good, what's going to make us feel good when we put it on. You know, there's a reason. And so as Christians, we are not to live a subpar Christian life. People who aren't believers, aren't going to want to know why we're Christians if we look like the rest of the world, if we look disheveled, if we look weak, if we are sick all the time, if we have nothing positive coming out of our mouths, if we don't enjoy our children, if all we do is talk negative about our husband or we're always gossiping. Nobody's going to want to know why we have Jesus because we're not even representing him well. And so we are not meant as believers to go from crisis to crisis, struggle to struggle, problem to problem, exhausted to the next exhaustion. (laughs) We're not supposed to look like that. At some point, listen, you know, fighting that fight of faith, and we all get to that point where we fought and maybe we let go a little bit, you know, but then we pick it up and we try again. And that's how it should be. But at, at some point, Listen, ladies, at some point, our faith needs to demolish what's hindering us so we can live a life of freedom and blessing. At some point, it has to come to that. Okay? Like, our faith, there's no cap on it. Until the Lord comes back or, you know, we get into our old age and we pass away and we go to heaven, uh, our faith never has a cap. It should forever be increasing forever be increasing you know sometimes people listening to this message and they're going through something uh there's a battle that they're fighting you know and sometimes you think there's no hope for you but you can you can absolutely I'm encouraging you I am telling you that you can walk in that kind of faith if you look over when you have time unless you're sitting around drinking coffee and you have your Bible in front of you but later look in Luke 17 6 and it says that all we need we just need faith this size of a mustard seed to start walking in authority now if you were to google the size of a mustard seed it is so tiny it's like 
looks kind of like a pepper green. It is so tiny. So listen, ladies, that is all you need to start walking in authority. But the thing is, we don't want it to end there. We want that mustard seed to actually grow. We have to water that mustard seed. It can't stay that little speck forever. It has to constantly grow. So like I said, as long as we're on the earth, there's no cap to our faith level. We need to constantly be listening to the word of God, praying, fasting, uh, reading the word of God to grow that faith. So it it becomes where it can't even be, um, you know, taken down. There, it says you have such a wall of faith. You're, you live in such a strength of faith that it can't be penetrated. And so, you know, we also know in Hosea 4, 6, what does it say? We perish for our lack of knowledge. Perish is death. You know, if you look up that word, it 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 means uh, to suffer death. So if there's things that we're not looking up, if we're not spending our time in the word, if we're not getting revelation of the word, we will perish in that area. We will die in that area. If we don't understand the the what the word says about our giving, we will die in in our finances. There will be death in our finances. If we don't understand what it is the Bible says about healing, we will we will die. We could die spiritually and eventually we'll die physically because we have no knowledge on what the word of God says about that topic. So you have to remember that it's time to get back to the word. You know, everybody wants to start a diet. Everybody wants to have a New Year's resolution of what they're going to do. And, you know, they do it for a couple of weeks. I mean, even with reading the word of God or just like with the corporate fast that's going on for 21 days, you know, within the body of Christ. Everyone's all gung-ho about it for 21 days. And then all of a sudden, you know, it's over with. It has to be a momentum. It has to be a hunger that lasts us throughout the year. It's a fuel, literal, the word of God, we have to ingest it. And it's a fuel that keeps us going. If we don't refuel our car, it won't go anywhere. You could have the most fantastic car in your driveway. But if there's nothing in it to make it work, gas or nowadays electric, it will just sit in the driveway and do nothing. Nobody will see it. Nobody will enjoy it. Nobody will know anything about it. It will just sit there and eventually go bad. You know, it's metal. So it's just like our bodies. If we don't fill it, if we don't get the strength from the word of God, if we're not fasting, if we're not praying, if we're not pressing in, eventually our bodies will just wither away and, and it will be no good. So there are Christians who are walking around in a struggle, and we do not have to struggle. I will get messages, and people will tell me, "I have learned the best. Um, I have learned the best uh, information, or I have learned the best things through my struggle that God's had me." And it's like, great, you've learned something. That's what smart people do, <laughs> so you don't do it again. But it, there's two things. There is a real enemy out there to attack you. And there is stuff that the enemy is doing to attack you. 
But we also can't blame him every time because lots of things that we go through are, are, have been our own choices. I know that is hard to swallow sometimes and it definitely puts the responsibility on us. But Jesus in the Bible did promise an easy life. He did promise an easy life. So if there are struggles and burdens and issues and crisis after crisis that you're always going through, you need to take a step back. And and yes, there is a real enemy that is sent to destroy you, but it is not him constantly. Okay, listen, there are other people in the world that he is going after and it's not just you and he's he, he's just, you know, it's only you and you only. There are decisions. Now, if you think about it, that we've made in life, that we have brought these issues or consequences that we're dealing with now because of decisions we have made. And that all leads back to the importance of being filled with the Holy Spirit and uh, listening to guided instruction that the Word of God has given us or that He's instructed us to do so we don't have to go through struggles. I'm not saying struggles don't exist. I'm saying we don't have to go through them. So all throughout the Bible, we're told if we walk in obedience, we will experience God's overwhelming blessing. Okay, so that is uh, first, Jesus did promise an easy life. Second, we know in Matthew 11, 28 through 30, you can grab your Bible and look that up too. Jesus himself says, Jesus says, we will find rest for our souls, okay, because his burden is light. None of of that sounds like we have to go through any struggles to understand our heavenly father better none of it that is such a a ridiculous way to think of our heavenly father the word of god is our instruction manual the problem is people don't pick up the instruction manual they think they know it they hear it on sunday or they're they just they're too busy But it's our literal, it is not a book of suggestions. It is our literal instruction manual to life, to life, how to have a successful marriage, how to get along with, with, (laughs) with the unlovely, how to raise your children, how to have a relationship with your children, why God wants you to have babies. Why God wants you to live a prosperous life. Why God wants you to have actual riches in money form on earth. We don't ever have to wander. We just have to read. That's it. We have to take time to read our instruction manual for life. So, for example, if I'm going to give my kids instructions so they don't suffer harm, okay, they need to abide by it. If I tell them, hey, listen, don't touch the stove or my curling iron, you know, which they've (laughs) been burned by it, not, you know, not listening to instruction. But I tell them, don't touch the stove. Don't grab my curling iron when you see that red light on. If you do, this will happen. Okay? So that's what the Holy Spirit does, our guide. He'll say, listen, Don't go that direction. Don't make that decision. Don't do that because this will happen if you decide not to listen to my instruction. 
And so the Bible gives us instructions that guide us into God's favor. And we have to be in the word to understand what that is. The majority of Christians, uh, you know, who walk in constant struggles, I'm sure everybody has somebody they know that they're picturing in their mind right now, are ones who don't know the word of God. It's possible to walk in consequences of past decisions like I have been saying. So it's not God giving you a hard time. It's not God teaching you through sickness. It's not God trying to trip you up to see, you know, how you're going to come through this and and hopefully hopefully it's good because he's really trying to teach you a lesson through this struggle. Okay, so when you guys actually say it out loud, it sounds ridiculous. I want you to say, God is teaching me and torturing me through this struggle because he loves me so much, right? It sounds crazy. It sounds crazy. And be like my children saying, mom is teaching me that I shouldn't touch hot things by placing my hand on a hot thing and burning my hand until it has blisters. So I will know that what that pain feels like. So I will remember what that pain feels like. And that is all because my mom and my dad love me. So they're going to burn the fire out of my skin (laughs) and beat me up. So I will just remember and learn. Listen, some people end up learning that way, but it wasn't God who put them through that problem and that pain. It wasn't God. Remember that. It wasn't your heavenly father. You know, we sing that song. He's a good, good father. It's who he is. It's who he is. (laughs) As you know, I don't sing. But I'm just letting you know that these are songs that you sing on a Sunday. And then throughout the week, how you speak about it is completely different. It's either he's a good father and he promised you to live uh, an easy life or he's double-minded. And so when you read the word, you realize that he's not double-minded. So none of that can make sense. So slight rabbit trail there, but I wanted you to understand how ridiculous it sounds when you tell me that he's making you go through crisis to crisis and struggle to struggle to teach you something. That, That would be a terrible parent. I absolutely do not teach my kids through a struggle. And if he, our Heavenly Father, is far greater than us as parents, he surely doesn't do that. So I know that this message is not always easy to swallow, and it puts the responsibility on us. But this was one of the main reasons. So if you're new to Nonstop Mom and this is your first podcast or your second, and you're like, okay, she is (laughs) kind of harsh, or I don't understand her teaching yet, but listen... This is the reason why I started Nonstop Mom. I wanted to let other women know we don't have to have a struggling family, a struggling marriage, struggles in our personal lives. We don't have to look like a hot mess. We don't have to look like we've gone through the fire just because we have a few kids. I mean, we don't have to look look like that. We can have a peaceful home, a home of joy, a home of love, a home where our children are obedient, We can have a home with a love and respect between our our husband, our spouses. We can. We can have our cake and eat it too. 
but we listen to the world so much that tells us we have to um, have some but not all. We can't have our cake and eat it too. You know, it, it, just all these stupid little sayings we've heard our whole life where it's like we kind of have to give up something. We kind of have to give up our life a little bit when we become parents. You know, we just, yes, it's true. There are some things that change, but I don't, I am a mom of, of three kids, married for almost 15 years, and I don't feel like I've had to sacrifice this like terrible life. I mean, my life has only grown more blessed uh, more fulfilled since I've become married and, and have kids. So we really have to be careful who and what voices are going into our head and what we hear and what we say. And we have to just repeat what the word of God says. So we don't have to go through things the way society does and then <laughs> later on pay a lot of money to be counseled out of it. It's way cheaper to live by the word of God. I'm telling you right now, ladies, it's so much cheaper to live the way the Bible says. Way cheaper. And you'll be blessed for it. So it works out way cheaper and you get the blessings of God. But um, Nonstop Mom really uh, has a theme verse that I stand on. And I tell everyone it is written on shirts. It is written everywhere. I encourage women you know, when I'm praying for them or anything I'm talking to them is First Samuel 2.1. I want you to highlight that in your Bible. I want you to memorize it. I want you to understand it. And it says, then Hannah prayed, my heart rejoices in the Lord. The Lord has made me strong. Now I have an answer for my enemies and I rejoice because you rescued me. Listen, read that verse again. My heart rejoices in the Lord. The Lord has made me strong. I have an answer for my enemies. And I rejoice because you rescued me. That is how I want to operate as a woman of God. It's how I want to operate. You can clearly see, if you know that story and you go back and read the, the chapters before it, you can clearly see um, that even though she was given bad news, so if you don't know the story, you know, she was not able to have children and that's all she wanted. And she prayed and prayed and believed and stood on the promises of God back in the Old Testament. And she was given bad news at first about not being able to have children, but her faith didn't fade and she kept her praise and thankfulness towards God. I mean, that is a strong woman and that's what I want. That sometimes when we're not getting a report that we want, that our faith stays strong and grounded. She also declares in that verse that the Lord gives us strength which comes through joy and rejoicing. Stay in an attitude of joy and rejoicing. Stay in it. You may not always feel like you want to be happy or dancing or, you know, Sometimes you're like, I just want to go scream in a pillow. But you have to force yourself. Everything we do is self-discipline. Everything we do, our actions, we can absolutely 100% make a decision on and a choice. Okay? So when you get to that point where you either want to give up or you're ready to rip your kids' heads off or, you know, yell at your husband or, you know, 
set that nasty tone in the home, stop for a second, literally stop for a second and say, listen, I have the power to change this atmosphere. That's how powerful I am as a woman. I have the power to change this atmosphere. Which way am I going to make it go? Which way am I going to make it go? You have to, no matter what your report is, what's going on around you, you know, this is why I encourage you. You know, nighttime is not really my best time for reading. By by the time nighttime is done, I'm done and I'm ready to like kind of vegetate in bed for a little bit. Maybe I'll, you know, read something lighthearted or I put on an old movie and fall asleep. Really, my morning time is I get up early before the kids, you know, wake up. And that's my prayer, my quiet time, you know, my reading time. Because I'm, I'm just a better person like that in the morning. But you have to set that side of time, uh, that time, sorry, set that time aside because that's going to set my tone for the day when the kids get up, you know, maybe they're not always waking up happy. They might be a little cranky, whatever. I have the power to change that atmosphere. So she kept, Hannah kept her praise and thankfulness towards God. And also in that verse, if you look at it, she declares the Lord gives us strength with comes through our joy and rejoicing, like I said, like I said, excuse me. She declares we also have an answer for our enemies and rejoices for being rescued. So when you look at that verse, you look at that woman, Hannah, and you say, now you know what? None of that, none of that verse is a sign of a person who's struggling. And she could have. She could have given up. She could have forgotten you know, believing for a child. She just could have said, forget it. I'm thrown in the towel. This is just what it's supposed to be. Maybe God doesn't want me to have children. Maybe he does. It's God's will, you know, whatever. It's like people don't even know God's will. Get in line with God's will. Get in line with God's will and you will see the goodness of him. Get in line with it. Don't just blurt off random things terrible random things that you've heard sorry that kind of stuff just (laughs) gets to me and gets annoyed but it's like just don't talk for a little bit just I don't know maybe people should talk and then really listen but I don't think people say things and realize what they're saying it's like think about before you speak and so Hannah showed me that that is not a person that struggles and that is how I want to operate as a woman of God. She was full of praise, joy, strength, and knowledge. See that? Hannah was full of praise, joy, strength, and knowledge. And those are key ingredients to walking a struggle-free life. Right there. You get full of those four things and those are key ingredients to walking a struggle-free life. I know you can't talk me out of it, that it's possible. And as you're listening to this, I'm going to be standing in agreement with you. If you want me to pray for you, write in. Let me know that that's something you're struggling with. Because listen, this is not, like I said at the beginning of this um, podcast, you need to repeat until it leaps in your spirit, man. I am not bringing old issues into a new year in Jesus' name. I am not. I refuse. I will not. Dig your heels in. I am not bringing old issues into a new year in Jesus' name. Get a Bible reading plan. Start fasting. 
spend time in prayer, spend time uh, in the word of God, really press in like you never have before. And I'm believing that 2020 will be some of the smoothest years you've ever had with your relationships, on your job, in your own personal life. Your wisdom and revelation of the word is going to increase. And, and when that does, you become fully stocked with ammo. You become fully stocked with ammo to fight off the enemy. There's a powerful man of God that I um, listen to from Africa. And for many of you who do know me that are listening, uh, you will know the name. If not, you can Google, Google him. But it's Bishop uh, David Oedepo, O-Y-E-D-E-P-O. And um, I was reading one of his books and it, he, someone had asked him, don't you ever have problems? And he responded by saying, and this stirs me up every time, like even reading it to you guys, like saying it to you guys, stirs me up. He said, maybe they came and I didn't notice them. So it's not that problems won't come your way. It's, are you going to notice them? Is your faith wall so strong and thick? Are you going to notice them? Are they going to smash right into that wall and die? Are they going to smash right into that wall and disappear and disintegrate? We've got to get that understanding that we can believe that our struggle is over. We're not bringing old issues into a new year. And we can absolutely, he told us, Jesus told us in the word of God, that we can absolutely live a struggle-free life. And I know that for many of you that maybe this is new, hearing this type of message, but you can start today. Whatever you uh, need to do to get started, it can be done today. You are not too far from living a struggle-free life. You know, and I, I grew up in church, and I have read the Bible and I've been in lots of teaching, but it really wasn't until I got that personal hunger to sit and open the Bible and say, Lord, give me, speak to your heavenly father. He wants a relationship with you, ladies. Give him the time. Give him the time. I understand we're busy with sports and things we're doing for our kids and just being a mom in general and trying to be the best wife. And you know, if you're not married yet and you're listening to this, but, you know, doing your job and all the extra volunteer positions that you're at. I understand life can get busy, but there's nothing sweeter than understanding what the Word of God says about a situation. If not, then like I said, we will just blurt things off that either sound good or rhyme or things we've heard. Then we have to realize, wait a second, that doesn't even match what the Word of God says. We have to get that ammunition so we can live that struggle-free life. And I know you can have that today. So make sure you stand on Hannah's prayer on 1 Samuel 2.1. I encourage you to go and if you have to print it out, if you have to highlight it, memorize it, say it. Because in that prayer, she declares that she has strength, she has the answers, and she's been rescued. She's got the joy. So like I said, the key ingredients to walking a struggle-free life, praise, joy, 
strength, and knowledge. Thank you so much for listening this week. I hope you stuck around for the whole thing. I love you so much. I look forward to hearing from you. I'm so happy to be back. Thanks for sticking with me. You know, Nonstop Moms started a year ago this past December, and it has taken off with almost 1,600 women in the group. I love meeting you all around when I'm traveling. And I just want you to stay in contact with me. So if there's any questions or if you have any um, podcast topics or anything you'd like me to speak on, make sure you let me know. And I'd love uh, to make it into a form of a podcast for you. Until next week, I love you and have a great week.